You're listening to the One Word Podcast, an outreach ministry of Christ Nations Church. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Word Podcast. And I'm solo today. Oh, everybody say, oh, um, we miss Pastor Iron. Where is he? Where is he? What is he doing? And why is he not on the One Word Podcast? Well, I'll let him answer that for himself. Um, in the meantime, we're going to move forward in things. And it had been so long since we last posted. It was like, well, somebody got to do it. So I guess I, I, I drew that straw and, uh, and here I am. But uh, prayerfully, this, uh, this finds you well and you're blessed and you're encouraged and you know, you're walking on with the Lord. And that's, that's exactly what we all should be and what we should all be doing. But today I just want to encourage. I want to encourage and, and, uh, and leave the word of God with you as, as simply just a, a, uh, a reminder of, of all that we have in Christ Jesus, because we have so very much. We have so very much in him. We have everything, everything that we need. Um, and what's interesting enough is that the world bombards us with the contradictions, right? The, the opposite is what we see. We see shortages, uncertainty. We see all of these things around us. And yet we know for a fact that God has more than enough, right? And his plan for us um, is only good. You know, he's, he's not maniacal. He's not... Um, he's not inconsistent, uh, and he's not a liar. So what he's told us in his word, what, he's, what he offers us, um, what he's promised, uh, we can take to the bank. And so today we're going we're gonna to take a look in Galatians um, and just some things that I want to sort of talk around and about, right, that there's probably going to be some follow-up discussions probably when Pastor Iron joins us again. But um, in the meantime, I want to kind of drop this off to you, and we'll kind of walk through the text a little bit and and kind of have some some insight, if we if we can, um, in what Paul was trying to get across to the church of Galatia. But I want to start with uh, chapter 3, uh, verse 2. He says, This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed... It was in vain. And the reason why I'm going to start, I'm going to start with this. Most people have a little bit of backstory on the church of Galatia, right? That they were, they had started so well, just as Paul said, you know, you've begun in the spirit. But then there was someone, there's some, some persons, some personalities that came in to spy out the liberty that they had in Christ Jesus, right? To bring, to bring a little bit of condemnation, uh, to talk about what they weren't doing as opposed to what, uh, what they thought they should be doing. And then really just to bring some amount of, of uncertainty about that which they had received. And I, 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 that stuck out to me, that, that verse stuck out to me, because I think that's where we are today, right? The society offers us, offers us something and says, really, these are all the things that you should be doing, things that you should be pursuing, things that you should have already done. Um, and if you haven't accomplished these things, then, you know, your life is pretty much, you're way behind schedule, Right. Whereas God's approach to everything is by spirit. He is a spirit. So he doesn't, he doesn't do and work through um, and utilize the flesh to bring anything into manifestation, right? He uses people, no doubt. He uses people. Um, but when we talk about the flesh, we're talking about the carnal imaginings, processes, um, the things that, that mankind has, has kind of conjured up as being the way or a way of getting things done. And that's never God's approach. And so Paul is reminding the church at Galatia that, hey, look, you know, those things that were begun in the spirit, the reconciliation of your life, your spirit to God, 
is not something that can now um, be is not is not transferable now to the flesh in that you take on um, these rudimentary things that you want to take on these these very kind of law giving law abiding type of rituals that you think now would uh, would give you good standing in front of God. Right. Those aren't the things that you want to do. Instead, he says, no. We, we started in the spirit. That's why we have to live. We have to live there. And as he goes further into, into, the, into the book or into the letter, you'll notice that he, he reiterates that twice, that we are to walk in the spirit. We're to, to, we're to walk there, abide there, because that is where we meet God. And that's where we find him. And so I, you know, in, in reading the verse, I really just want to encourage people. I want to encourage everyone that your life is not going to be found and it's not going to be advanced in the things that we think that, that it is, right? We give, we give a lot of time to personal development, especially now the culture is always like, you need to take time for you, right? You got to have time for your mental and your emotional and your physical health. And all of those things are, are certainly practical, right? But all of those things are not necessarily as expedient as, as, we, would give, uh, as we would give credence to, right? That we could work out, we could do all of those things, and that's wonderful, but, but we are a spirit. We, and, and because we're spirits, we require, we need, we, it is, he is life, he is life giving. He, he is the one who powers us to be who we're supposed to be and who we're called to be. And all of those other things are added besides, right? The, the physical health, the mental health, the spiritual health, but it comes in, it, it comes in my resolution to be completely committed to what God wants from me, asks of me, and desires me to do. And I make that my pursuit. And so I want to encourage you today that as, as we kind of read through this and as we talk about it, that we really put a, a, a new, put on some, a new way of thinking about this life in the spirit. Because I think sometimes when we hear living in the spirit, we immediately think of people falling out, right? We immediately think of, of, whatever wild church service that we saw, which is awesome. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking away from that. But, but really life in the spirit is a, is a decision that we make to rely on the Holy Ghost, right? Jesus said, I only do what I, what I saw my father do. I only say what my father has said. And that's exactly what it is that we as children of God have to have. That's how we have to live now. Right, that he gave us that example, and we're to say to our elder brother Jesus, "That's great. You you taught me how to do it. Now help me to live that out, Holy Spirit. Help me to actually function and form my life in that way, so that I can be effective for the kingdom of God. Because this is really what it's about, right? It's not about the things that we acquire down here. It's not about the things that we build or or put together. It's not about any type of title or any type of accomplishment that might be uh, that might be um, gained here." Because those things are those things are of nothing, of no value, when we stand before Christ, and and so we have to we have to consider consider that this life is one temporary, but then also consider that there's something with such greater weight, such so so much more um, um, longevity, right? This this thing called eternity, right? Which is far which is which is far heavier than something called the here and now. Because right here and right now, we know this is all transitory. I'm, I'm moving on from this experience, but I'm headed somewhere. And when I get there, I want to be able to stand before my Savior and say, Lord, I did what you asked me to do. I, I executed what you asked me to execute. So that he can then say, well done, good and faithful servant. So let's move on 
let's keep going. Um, let's keep going in chapter three. And of course, everybody, everybody knows and is familiar with this verse. But in verse number 11, he says, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. That's clear, right? Because if that were the case, then, then Christ died in vain. If, that, if it were the case that the law could have provided some means by which to reconcile us to God, to remove sin and shame from us, then certainly then righteousness would have come by the law. But that wasn't possible, right? That, that the plan of redemption was such that we had to have a spotless lamb. We had to have someone without, without mark, without blemish, without any offense, and, and that, that person came, and that person gave his life, and, that, and his name is Jesus, and he was given the, the name above every name. And so now he has given us a life that we've, never, that we've never experienced beforehand, never experienced beforehand. We don't know what life really is like. We don't know what living is until we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because he shows us who we're, who we're meant to be, who we're intended to become. And so anyway, he goes on from there and he says, the just, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And so this living by faith is not simply, it's not a wishing, it's not a wishing well, right? It's not this idea of, well, I go out and I have some ideas and some things that I want to see accomplished. And I just, I hope, I just hope that God brings it to pass. But no, my, I live by faith and that everything that I know, everything that I, everything that I hold dear is, is based on this believing, my salvation is based on a belief, right? That Jesus' sacrifice is more than enough, that it was efficacious enough to bring me back in the right standing with God. And as a result now, all of these things are mine because I'm seated with him in heavenly places. It changes my entire um, orientation to this life because I know that I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not a sinner who's grappling with the world and everything that Satan has has kind of conjured here and everything that man has broken here. But instead, I'm I'm just here. I'm I'm volunteering and saying, Lord, I'm available to do your will and be your hands and feet in this earth while I'm here. Right. But I have I have a home. I have a destination. I have somewhere that I'm headed. So let's keep going. So we're going to go to verse 13. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us, for it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise, this is a promise, the promise of the Spirit through faith. And if you go from chapter 3 to chapter 4, you'll notice that he, he keeps mentioning this promise. So we have a promise of the Spirit through faith, right? That the Holy Spirit acts as a down payment. He does. He acts as a down payment of what we are, what we are yet to receive. The Holy Spirit gives us a preview of everything that we're called into. And that's why we, we can't be afraid and we can't back up uh, from this life in the spirit. That it's not being spooky or, or it's, not, it's not trying to conjure up anything. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. That he, he's come here to comfort us, um, to remind us of the things that Jesus has spoken to us. And he wants to work with us. He comes in. He comes into agreement with us, according to the word of God, to really um, execute what God has put in motion, what God wants to wants to have done. And so we come alongside to partner with the Holy Ghost and say, "Okay, I'm going to be an instrument that He wants to use." And so let's go further. Let's go down into verse twenty six. For you are all sons of God through faith, 
through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, you've put him on. You've put on Christ. And you heard Pastor Iron talk about that um, last Sunday, that, that we've put him on. We have to, and, and that says, that, that speaks of a, of a decision that's made. But that decision is not just made once. That decision is made daily, right, that I have to put him on. And in doing so, I, I choose to change my mind, right, to change my mind about how I'm going to deal with every situation, every issue that I'm confronted with, no matter, no matter how big or how small, but I, but I choose to see it the way that God sees it. And when I do that, I give room for the Holy Ghost to orchestrate and move in my life, to remove things, to add things, to give me insight and clarity as to what I should do, to give me wisdom. Because how many of us know that when we don't, when we don't know, we don't know, but we have a tendency as human beings, our curiosity lends to us getting involved in so many things. You know what I mean? We jump on a fad, we jump on this, or the next thing I need to do is this. If I have to, if I want to be successful, I got to go get a degree. If I want to be, if I want to be this, then I need to go get this mentor. If I want to, if I want to accomplish this in my life, then this is the thing I need to do. But the only thing that, that we need to do is hear from heaven. We really do. And we, and in hearing from heaven, we, we remove ourselves from the rat race, the, 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 the hamster wheel that, that I think the devil you know, really accentuates and creates for, for mankind. Because if not, you're constantly trying to run and outpace the next person, run and outpace yourself, run and outpace whatever, because out of fear, out of fear of missing out on something that you see other people receiving, out of fear of not uh, living up to what you think is your own potential or the things that, that should be coming into manifestation in your life, those things can cause you to, to feel so burdened down and so fearful of anything called death, right? But that's not the reality of a child of God. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And the only person who doesn't want to be present with the Lord is if you're not either you're not finished or you hadn't been living right, right? Like you haven't either you haven't finished what you were supposed to what you were supposed to do. You hadn't finished or started, or you haven't been in a position where you've actually accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I wouldn't want to, you know, nobody wants to meet him before the time if those things are true. But if we're listening and we're, we're, we're following the Holy Ghost, we believe that he's going to bring us to a perfect end in all things, right? That he's going, to, he's going to guide us in all of our affairs and that we never have to be um, concerned with having missed what Jesus has, has planned and prepared for us, those good works that he preordained. We can, we can be certain that the Holy Spirit is leading me into those things. But at the same time, as believers, sometimes we can want to push. We want to push and hurry up and arrive. You know, we make a big deal on arrivals, right? Getting there, making it, finding, finding that it thing is what people really focus on instead of focusing on the journey and the preparation. Because there are people, um, there are acquaintances, there are relationships along the way to our path to development that are all God ordained and, and, and are, and are necessary so that we can then grow and become exactly who he's called us to be. Because truly the life is meant to serve, right? The life is not meant to really just arrive at a destination and to get there and say, well, I won, I succeeded, I overcame. But the goal of a life is to say, I gave and I touched people's lives and I was a, I was a blessing. I didn't put the onus or I didn't put the focus simply on me and the things that I wanted to accomplish. 
I put the focus on Jesus Christ. I, I, I let him be the, the, the main thing. I kept him as the goal. He was the blueprint for me. So it wasn't, it wasn't anybody that I saw on TV. It wasn't anybody that I saw on Instagram. It was simply that I wanted to be more like him. And in that pursuit, I know that, that he's perfecting everything that concerns me when I choose to make him first place. Okay, so let's keep going. So we're going to go to, we're going to go to, to chapter four, uh, verse six. And it says, and because you are sons, because we are sons, right? And he just told us this, for you all are sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus, that as many of us as were baptized into Christ, we've put him on. And a little bit later in the letter, he says, and because we're sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts. He sent, he sent the Holy Ghost and we cry out, Abba, Father. And we're no longer slaves, but we're sons. And if we're sons, then we're heirs of God through Christ. And so we thank him that we, he's, changed, he's changed our orientation in the way, that we, the way that we see ourselves, that we are joint heirs with him. And so we're seated in heavenly places with him, that he's called us to be brothers, you know, brothers. We're not, we're not separated. We're not, we're not servants. We're not slaves. We are, we are heirs. We're heirs. And so we're heirs to so much, though, that sometimes I think it can be a little bit overwhelming for us to really think about all that God has made available to us versus what this present reality demands of us, right? In the present reality, the things that, that seem most important um, are the things that, that are most pressing for us, right? Feeding our children, paying our bills, keeping a roof over our head, um, going to the next opportunity, the next job um, that might avail itself, those are things that we can get very concerned about, right? So we spend a lot of time um, committed to researching, putting ourselves in a position to orchestrate things with people, um, with systems, with formulas that we know that the world has said, well, if you do it this way, this is going to work. And God's way is completely different, right? He, he, he lights the path, you know, as you take a step, right? The, the, the path of the just shineth ever brighter to that perfect day. And so we have to, we have to reacclimate ourselves to a, a kingdom that says, well, you're going to walk it by faith and not by sight. And it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. Now, the salvation thing, we can certainly, you know, that's an easy thing. Who doesn't want to be saved, right? Th that's the thing. It's a very easy thing to receive something that says, well, I'm redeeming you. I'm going to save you. But it's a whole other thing to find out what you've been redeemed into and redeemed for, now, that takes some faith and some believing, because what I know about myself, I know. I knew enough to know that I needed a savior. But when you say you've redeemed me for something, to go into something, to walk into something, to take hold of something, then it, it, it's why Paul talks about this battle of the mind that we have to deal with. We have to deal with changing our mind, our acculturation to sin, our acculturation to missing it and failing, and, and instead... We adopt what God says about us. And I love what um, Pastor Iron had said um, a few Sundays ago, How, or I think it may have been a Wednesday night, but he talked about how you know, there are no birth defects in the spirit. Think about that. That's a, that's, a very weighty, that's a very weighty statement. There are no birth defects in the spirit. So in the spirit, all things, all things are new, and all things are of God, dear children. Think about that. All things are new, and all things are of God. And so it changes the whole trajectory of your life that I'm not a failure. I'm not, I'm not a castaway. I'm not someone who's been forgotten, irrespective of my upbringing, 
irrespective of what people have told me all my life, that I have a, I have a new and living way. I have a new approach to this thing. And it says that I am, I am perfect in his sight. Because what Jesus did was a perfect work. There was nothing missing. There was nothing broken about what he did on Calvary. He said it is finished, and he meant that thing. It's done. And so we receive from him, and we take hold of that for ourselves, and we choose to walk it out. But we do that. Listen, we do that because we change the way that we approach Father God. Because now he's Abba Father. That speaks of a personal relationship and knowing of who he is. But that comes that comes through the Spirit, through the Spirit. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God. You are an heir of God through Christ. And you have a promise, and that promise is sure. It's sure to all the seed. <laughs> he doesn't discriminate. If you're his, if you're his, it's not like it's not like we have to quibble over a will that has a very limited and finite amount of money and, and goods and property. We're talking about Father God who owns everything, who has it all. There's plenty and, and more besides for each and every one of his children. And so he he wants very much so for us to be greedy in that in that respect. Greedy in the sense that I want as much of the Spirit of God, as much of of of, of the clarity, wisdom, and understanding of spiritual things that I can that I can have because I live there. It's not just something. It's not something that we just talk about on Sundays. I have to live there and I have to appropriate that for myself. And in doing so, you'll find that the issues of this life become so much. They 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 dwindle and they become so much smaller because you choose to believe that that if He cares about the sparrow, I know that He cares for me, right? And God becomes a bigger. Uh, um, um, a more realized uh, person, a, 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 a connection, a relationship, a covenant for you um, as we walk this out. And so I just, I'm running out of time and I don't want to, I don't, um, I don't want to belabor it for sure, but I, but I want you to really come away with this, that I, I want to go back to the scripture that we started with, which is this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law? or by hearing of faith, right? And we've already kind of cemented that we heard it by the hearing of faith. We believed, we, we confessed with our heart, with our mouth, we, we believed in our heart, and we received Christ Jesus. We did it by faith. And then it says, are you so foolish, though, that having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? And what we don't want to make the mistake of is, is, is you know, choosing um and choosing brass for gold, right? We, we exchange what we've received in the spirit and say, well, we're going to put that down and just kind of figure this out. We're going to figure our life out, right? We're going to start uh, taking worldly approaches to figure out things in our lives because we, we put more stock on what, what Google says about a situation than what the Bible says about it. But if we're going to walk by faith, then we have to be able to say, no, I'm a, I'm a son. I'm a son. Because it says, it, it says, it says that I am. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So if I believe in the work, the finished work of Calvary, the resurrection of, of Christ Jesus from the dead, that he's seated in heavenly places, that he's over all principality and power, in believing that I've now been adopted and I'm a son of God. And in doing so, I receive the spirit of adoption. I receive the spirit whereby I can say, Abba, Father, Lord, I need you. I believe you. I trust you. I know that you're working. 
in the situation and circumstance in my life. And I take hold of everything that you're doing for me because I, I know that I don't have to see it to believe it. I don't have to see it to believe it. I have to believe it to see it, right? That's the, that's the, that's the reverse here. The world will tell you, well, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> and God says, no, you got to believe it before you see it. And so I want to encourage you today to believe, believe the love that God has for you. And not only that, but believe that you are who he says that you are. You're a son of God. You live in the spirit. You live in the spirit. You walk in the spirit. And don't and do not um, allow Satan to con you out of what you've had, what you have spiritually to try to work something out in the flesh. And I don't know what it is that you're working on. I don't know what it is that you're doing. I don't know what it is that's in front of you. But I, but I caution you, and I, and I also encourage you to choose to believe to see. I'm going to put myself in a position where I get in the word of God, I hear the word of God, and I'm going to believe it, believe it, believe it until I see it come to pass. And in doing so, you put, you put the onus on God, and he's not, he ain't scared. <laughs> he's not scared. He's not saying, well, what if she believes me? What if they believe me? I don't, I'm not sure. Hold on. I don't want you to get too excited. No, he's, he's, he's so ready. He's so ready and he's so willing to do what we need him, what we need done. And more than that, he knows what really needs to be done, right? Because we only see through a glass darkly. We only know a little bit about what we think needs to be done. And so let's trust him today. Let's receive our sonship every day. Let's put him on. Just as Pastor Iron was preaching um, last Sunday, let's put him on. And in doing so, let's trust in the finished work of Christ that all things, all things, all things, saints, are working together for your good. All right, Pastor Iron and I, we love everybody. We thank you for, for listening. I'm sorry that you only got my voice today. I know you guys miss him, and, and he will, uh, he'll be back soon on the, uh, on the podcast. But in the meantime, God bless you. If you need anything, ChristNations.com, visit us there. Obviously, you can contact us either through the, through the messaging system on the, uh, on the website or contact the church directly. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. Be sure that if you're going out there and you're visiting our social media uh, platforms that you share those broadcasts with whoever and, and however you can get it out there. Help us to take the, the word of God around the world, just like we say. And um, we, uh, we thank you for listening. And remember, one word from God can, can change your life. It really can forever. God bless you. Thank you for joining the podcast. If you were blessed and encouraged by what you heard, we invite you to share this message and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Be sure to visit ChristNations.com for all the latest messages and happenings with our ministry and engage with us on all our social media platforms on Facebook at CNCTXK and on YouTube at Christ Nations Church. We look forward to connecting with you. And remember, one word from God can change your life forever.